Hey, welcome back to the morning show. What's going on, everybody? So, back-to-back slow days in sports. It kind of sucks. No NBA playoffs last night. So all we really had was baseball. But luckily, our good friend Kevin Durant started a little more Twitter drama, a little more Twitter beef. The guy can't stay off of Twitter. So we're opening up with Kevin Durant versus Chris Broussard. And then we're going to go right into Glaber Torres and his complete domination of the Baltimore Orioles. Another pair of home runs last night. He's got four multi-home run games against Baltimore. He's got ten home runs against Baltimore this year. So we're really going to hone in on those two things. Anything else that comes to my mind, I will touch on. But let's start with the strong-minded and the not weak, the not mentally weak person that Kevin Durant is. So I touched on the show, I think it was yesterday, how Chris Broussard and Kevin Durant got into a little Twitter beef. I'll start again, just in case anybody missed yesterday's show. Broussard said in uh, on his show, he said that Kevin Durant has asterisks next to the titles that he's winning. That's what some of the players say in the NBA. You know, you put asterisks next to the titles because he joined a 73 win basketball team. And he's going to have another asterisk next to this one because he has, you know, he hasn't been playing. And he wonders if Golden State is better without Kevin Durant, all of this, you know, all of this all of these great points that he brings up, all of the sense that he's making. And then Kevin Durant can't handle that. Kevin Durant calls him out. He says, you know, he says, you don't have, you know, you don't have these text messages because Broussard claims that Durant texted him or that they text all the time and stuff like that. Um, Durant says, you don't have these text messages. Like, God, you don't have my phone number. So Broussard came back with a video, which is great. He's in his car driving. He, he, this was so important to him, he had to take a video in his car. And he says, Kevin, I'm not going to show the world, you know, these text messages, these Instagram messages and Twitter messages, just to, you know, to remain confidential. I'm not going to do that. But you know I'm not lying. So I just want everybody to know I do have these. And Kevin Durant hasn't responded to that. So who do we believe? Who are we to believe? The guy that creates a fake Twitter account to supplement his critics in Kevin Durant. Or Chris Broussard, a sports reporter who has a pretty good track record. He has a pretty good track record. He did get called out, I think, by Mark Cuban once a few years ago for reporting misinformation. But, you know, if if push came to shove, Broussard would have to release these messages. And I think that he's ready to do that. You know, if, if Kevin pushed him on it, if Kevin ever pushed him on the issue, then it's go time. If Kevin said release him, I don't care. Then... It's absolute showtime because then Broussard is really on the spot and he he has to release the messages. Then it gets fun. I'm really hoping Durant 
kind of pushes him on this and challenges him. I doubt it's going to happen, but it would be fantastic if it did. Now, but who do we believe? I believe Chris Broussard. I believe Chris Broussard over a guy that had to make a fake Twitter account to go after his critics. I believe Chris Broussard over Kevin Durant, who's mentally weak, and he can't handle the media. So I'm team Chris Broussard until proven otherwise. So let's hope that Durant answers him and pushes back on him. Uh, I don't know why Durant hasn't answered him. It's not like he has anything else going on in his life right now. He's sitting out the, you know, the NBA playoffs, and you know he's going to get another ring on, on, the sh- on the back of his teammates. So that was, that was like the height of sports drama yesterday. There wasn't a lot that went on. So we had to wait kind of all the way for baseball. This happened in like the afternoon. So we waited all the way for baseball, 7 o'clock. Mets-Yanks. Uh, Yanks took on the Orioles again. Glaber Torres hit two home runs against the Orioles again. And uh, I think his name's Gary Thorne, Baltimore announcer, is going absolutely insane. He's like, we can't be pitching to this guy anymore. Get him out of here. Direct quote. Get him out of here. After he hit two last night, he just couldn't... Gary just couldn't believe it. He's like, this should never be happening in Major League Baseball. And it really shouldn't. They should probably either hit Glamour Torres or not pitch to him. We'll see what happens again tonight, but... Glaber has just been absolutely dominant against Baltimore. Absolutely dominant. It's really fun to watch a 22-year-old, uh, you know, do do the things that he's been doing. He's been an absolute beast this year. You know, he's hitting over 300. He's got like 12 homers. I think he's got 25 ribbies around that around that area. So he's he's really just been everything the Yankees could have wanted and more from a 22-year-old. Um. So he's in for a big year. You know, it's a shame that they don't play Baltimore 162 games. He'd have, like, I think it was, like, 300 home runs or something crazy like that. So, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, a fan duel, like, bet that you can make. Will Glaber Torres hit two homers? Like, you can bet on that tonight versus Baltimore. I'm sure you can. You can bet on everything nowadays. But he's an absolute savage. He is the Prince of New York. You know, everyone wants to talk about, you know, whose town is this? Is this Aaron Judge's town? I heard someone say, is this Pete Alonzo's town? I I mean, let's set the record straight on Pete Alonzo. He's a slugger. He hits home runs, which is great. But that's it. He's not a good first baseman. He can hit home runs. He's a 250 hitter right now, as it stands. He's a 250 hitter. Gary Sanchez is slugging 100 points better than him. He's got a, a, a slugging percentage 100 points better than Pete Alonso. You wouldn't know that, though. You wouldn't know that unless unless you have, you look at the stats because that's how much attention Alonso's been getting. But to be honest with you, he's kind of home run or nothing. He strikes out a, a ton. He strikes out a shit ton. So is he is Pete Alonso the king of New York after a one one and a half months of baseball? That's an easy answer. Hell no. No, you got to do this for years. You got to do. You have to have a body of work to be the king in New York. Aaron Judge has a body of work. Glaber Torres is developing a body of work. Pete Alonso has a month and a half, a month of really good baseball, and then 
a half a month of not good baseball at all. So pump the brakes on Pete Alonso, just like we needed to pump the brakes on Michael Conforto. We all know what, what Michael Conforto's done since he got in the league. Nothing. Nothing close to what people thought he was going to do. Pump the brakes on Pete. And let's just focus on Glaber Torres, the prince, the real prince of New York, especially at 22 years old. <clears throat> so, Mets end up getting the win. I think that's three in, the ro- three in a row versus Washington. Two or three in a row versus Washington they've won. Um, so, you know, I think they're a game under 500. Two or one or two games under 500. They're trying to get back on track here. Uh, and they're beating a team that they should beat. There's nothing else to be said. They're beating a team that they should be beating. Great for them. You know, great for them. I'm happy for them. Now, this is before a tough road trip where they're going out to L.A., to the Dodgers, and then they're going to Arizona. So they really need to win these games because who knows how that road trip's going to go. I-, I can give you a hint on how it's going to go, but realistically, we don't know how it's going to go. So those are big wins for the Mets. They needed them. You know, you can't take anything away from a win in, in baseball. You take a win anyway, you can get it. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Besides besides Durant, Broussard, Yanks, and Mets, there's nothing going on in sports. I wish I had more for you guys. I really do. I'm gonna throw this segment in there. Now that I'm gonna throw this segment in there now that we're in there. This is a special segment for everybody. I've been thinking about it. We're gonna talk about levels of power. Pete Alonso really brings this up for me. The level the different levels of power in the MLB. Mets fans have never seen power like Pete Alonso. Which, okay, you know, he hits the ball hard, he hits it far, but how hard and how far? Let me tell you something. Not even close to how hard and how far Judge and Stanton hit the baseball. You can't even compare the, t- the three guys. So there's levels to this game. There's levels of power to this game. Pete Alonso is in like third tier power. Yeah, he can hit an opposite field home run 440 feet. But so can Gary Sanchez. And he's not even on the level of power that Stanton and Judge are on. So there's levels to this thing. Alonzo is on Sanchez's level of power. If we're talking about three tiers of power, it's Judge, Stanton, or vice versa. And then Alonzo and Sanchez in that third tier. So it's very important to know the levels of power the power structure in the MLB who's hitting the ball hardest and furthest this is all backed up by stat stat track stat cast just check it out Alonzo doesn't come close to hitting the ball as hard and as far as uh, John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge now two reasons for that one possible reason because he can't but it remains to be seen the other reason is because he doesn't have a body of work. We haven't seen enough of that, you know? So that remains to be seen. But as it stands now, Mets fans, there's levels of power to this thing. There's different kind of levels. So, yeah, you've never seen someone hit a ball like that. But, yes, you have. Aaron Judge does it against you guys all the time. He hits it into, like, the quadruple deck. Giancarlo Stanton, same thing. He smashes windows out at City Field when he comes up. You've seen this guy. 
know what I mean? So when you say, oh, I've never seen power like this, the, the guys have been torturing you for the last, like, five years, John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge. You've seen that power. Maybe you just choose not to remember. But Pete, let me tell you this right now. Pete Alonso's power is not on the level of Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. And, you know, probably because he's just not as big as those guys physically. I don't know if he has that in him. We'll find out, though. We'll see if he does. His, his body work that isn't developed yet. So the level of power segment. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. But that's going to do it for me. That's that's what you need to know this morning on the morning show. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. We got basketball playoffs picking up again tonight. So we'll have more to touch on. Uh, I'll probably throw in more segments like levels of power. Like more segments that I just kind of think about. Just in general about sports. I think you guys might like that. I think you might appreciate that. I'm really pumped on how that segment went. So listen, we're every day we're trying something new. But I like what the, I like what just happened. Let me know if you guys liked it too. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.